audience, we have a special treat for you today. We have some great videos that will have you worshiping all day long. And guess what? Our guest today is Pastor Wendy Henderson Wyatt, who hails from Rochester, New York, now in Columbus, Georgia, serving in ministry with her husband, Overseer Gerald Wyatt and family. She's a gospel music artist. She is a songwriter. She's a musician and so much more. It is going to be an incredible show today. So get ready. But before we go to all of that, we have a word from our sponsor. Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now to give you deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but also my mattress topper sheets and so much more. For example, you can get body pillows regularly, $89.99, only $29.99 with your promo code. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. First, we had to start us off with something pumping and something that'll have you lifting your hands and declaring that you have favor in your life is a song called My Season by Jackie Clark Chisholm.
ready to party. Why apologize? Never ain't fair. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. I'm a servant and a boss. In the jail on the donkey. Y'all don't want me. Didn't want me back then. Now you want me. Now you tell them this one and that one. We haul me. Where's the lust of the man? Hey, that's baloney. Want the number one slot? Better call me. After all the projections and the letdowns. Now it's hard to make it through the crowd. Cause I missed that. Well, we're back. Aunt Jackie let us know that you could be saved and still dope. So don't sleep on her. Well, we're getting ready to go to another great video with PJ Morton, Leandria Johnson, and Mary Mary. It's all in this plan.
Has your AC busted? Computer crashed? Appliance broken? Then you need ARW, American Residential Warranty. Hi, it's me, Anthony Sullivan. And yes, you've actually caught me at home relaxing because life's been pretty worry-free since I got coverage with American Residential Warranty. Home appliance repairs and replacement can cause stress and cost you over $3,000 per year. But ARW has home warranty plans starting at less than a dollar a day. My air conditioning broke on a Sunday. It was so hot, I called ARW and they came out and fixed it right away. You won't believe what ARW covers. Heating and air conditioning, washers and dryers, kitchen appliances, plumbing, water heaters, electrical systems, flat screens and laptops, even pools and spas, and so much more. All plans are fully customizable and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and get a home security system free with any plan. Call American Residential Warranty. They'll get you covered. Call to find out which home warranty plan is right for you. What's coming up next is 2019 Sunday Best winner Melvin Crispell when the Saints go to worship.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Make your home here. Lord, dwell among us. Dwell among this IGM audience. Dwell in the homes that are watching today. You're the king. Yes, Lord. And we invite you to come in. Melvin Crispell, when the saints go to worship. Now we have another uplifting and worship video that I love by none other than William McDowell, Send the Rain.
Here's an important message from the Diabetes Solution Center. Diabetics understand all too well the pain of pricking your fingers. But now, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can immediately reduce your pain. It's easy to use and helps you make more accurate diabetes treatment decisions. If you are testing your blood sugar four or more times daily, injecting insulin three or more times daily, or using an insulin pump, call the Diabetes Solution Center right now. We're back and we have a special treat for you, Pastor Wendy Henderson Wyatt, our special guest. She is a gospel music artist who hails from Rochester, New York, and she now resides in Columbus, Georgia, and she's serving in ministry with her husband, Pastor Gerald Wyatt, their two children. She has traveled far and she has been on stages with none other than Tremaine Hawkins, Dorinda Clark Cole, Kim Burrell, Donna McClurkin, just to name a few. She is a tremendous gift to the body of Christ. And I can't wait till you hear this interview to hear some details about her and her music gifting. So let's go right to that right after a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial right now to give you deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but also my mattress topper sheets and so much more. For example, you can get body pillows regularly $89.99, only $29.99 with your promo code. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Hello, Pastor Tracy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be with you. I'm excited for you to be with us <laughs> because you are just, you're just glowing all over the, uh, over our show today. And, uh. Uh, Bishop Wynn told me, he said, just have fun. So I'm going to have fun with you because one thing I've noticed, and I didn't know this about you, that even though you are, you are highly anointed, you are, I mean, this lady, y'all, she, can, she can't not only sing, she, as they say, she sings. And she, <laughs> she, the anointing on her life just rests so heavily on her that people are stunned, they're blessed, uh, they're empowered. But not only that, but I found out there is a comical side to you. I have noticed... <laughs> Over my last times of watching you on Facebook live, <laughs> that you have a, a comedic side to you. So, where does that come from? Where, where, where did you get that comedy side? <laughs> my family, I think my family was, um, you know, we were raised in the church, um, you know, sanctified holiness, you know, just, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was deep Pentecostal. Um, but my family had a wonderful sense of humor. My, my dad, his family, my mom, she was very quiet. She was quite a lady. Um, but she had a wonderful sense of humor. And her, her family, her siblings, um, it was always comedy when we were all together. And you just, just my sister, I watched my, my older sister. I was the youngest. And I, would, I just, I watched my older sister and her girlfriends, you know, when they would come 
to a house and it was just always laughter and it was you know you learn how to imitate people I was really good at that imitating people and just had a knack for that I just so you know nowadays you might see me show up with some different characters (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it you know because sometimes people know us you know in that part of us being so serious being in ministry and singing Mm -hmm. and preaching and prophesying and all that but I think that's just the you know, just a good side to, for people to see that we can be saved and still have fun, good, clean fun. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I just I love God for it. Uh, I, I learned to embrace it. Um, I mean, I've always been that way. I've always been some people, you know, old some adults would say I'm so silly, you know, when I was <laughs> growing up. But I learned as I grew and as I grew into adulthood and into my ministry, I learned to embrace it because I because the the other side of the ministry, particularly the ministry of the word, as the Lord began to form that thing in me, um, was at times kind of sharp. It was it was deep, you know, deep work that yeah. the Lord was doing through the word, and so He needed to balance it. <laughs> he needed to balance it out, and so sometimes before I would jump into the word, or before I, you know, before I would move into times of ministry, you know, in just a few moments of greeting the saints, I. Would, I would clown so bad until people were like doubled over laughing. And by the time I was ready to release what the Lord wanted to do, they were wide open and ready (laughs) to receive it, you know? And so, um, so I just watched the wisdom of God in that and uh, learned to embrace it. Yeah. Um, I love that because you don't have to be, we don't have to be so serious all the time. And God, I believe God has a sense of humor, especially when, you look at some of the things that we've been a part of. God has a sense. He has to have a sense of humor. Absolutely. <laughs> so where did you get your singing? You know, you know, a lot of times singing is passed down through family giftings and stuff. But where did that singing come from? Where did that musical gift, that vocal ability come from? Well, you know, Pastor Tracy, I was adopted. Um, I went into my parents' home at, at six days old. Wow. And, um, but... Um, through my early years, I learned that I was adopted, and I did come to know my birth family. I have a great relationship with um, them now, my birth parents. Yes. Um, I have a good relationship with them and, and siblings. And the musical gifting really comes from the bloodline, especially my birth mother's side. I have uh, great aunts. I think there was a great aunt that sang at the at the Met. Wow! Um, you know, um, great uncles who were jazz musicians. That the the music gifting was definitely in the bloodline. Um, but what God did was um, He picked me up out of that um, that family. Yes. Um, according to His purpose, and He sat me down in a family. Um, my dad was minister of music. He played keys. He played the piano. Played the organ. He was he was the man <laughs> um, on the organ. My sister played piano. My brother played the drums. He wow. sent all of us to um, music lessons um, because he felt like a, a teacher, an outside teacher, could do a better job of teaching us than he could. Although he was awesome, and um, but I was trained in that. My mother had a beautiful voice. Wow. Um, and so he sat this raw gift down in the middle of a home that was going to um, nurture it in the presence of God, that was going to nurture it in the house of God. 
um, give it proper direction. Wow. Know? I love and that. So, um, and so I'm grateful to God. You know, my by the time I was, I started playing at, playing piano at eight, singing from a child. Um, by the time I was a teenager, there would be days I would come home from school and um, my mom would say, hey, when you finish your homework, uh, your dad left a, a tape, a tape, a cassette. <laughs> your dad left a tape in there. Wow. Um, he said he needs you to learn the song, learn the parts, learn how to play it, and learn the parts because so you can show it to him when he gets home because y'all got rehearsal at night. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So by the time I was 22 years old, I was married then. By the time I was 22 years old, I was uh, married and I was a minister of music. And, you know, we didn't, in our, our apartment, we didn't have a piano or anything, but I could put a tape in the car on the way to the church to rehearsal. You know, by the time I got there, I knew how to play it. I knew how to play all the parts. And I could, you know, the Lord just trained, you know, He trained me. Yeah. You know? That's the anointing of God. That has to be the anointing of God. You know, when I see these kids today, you know, you know, when you look at Facebook and different social uh, media platforms, you see these little kids yeah. five years old playing, you know, you, you have to know that there is a God when you start seeing the, the, the yeah. gifting. And then you have to know also, because um, I play a little bit. I haven't played in a long time, but I, pl I play yeah. too. And I would do the same thing. I would ask God. I said, God, okay, show me how to play this. And sometimes if I, you know, I play by music and by ear, but uh -huh. I would go on to the piano and start playing and and I would get so frustrated. And then it's the craziest thing. When I would go to bed at night, I could hear the music in my in my ear. And mm -hmm. I could hear it being played perfectly. And mm -hmm. I wake up, go to the piano, and play it without a mistake. Mm -hmm. And it had to be God because, you, yeah. you know, I was trying it in my own, you know, my own little skill and strength. And I couldn't do it. And I would look at my hands like, how did I do that? And I couldn't go back to it. Wow. <laughs> you know, but... uh I tell you, it's you know when you look at the things that God does in a person, it is it's incredible. Um, yeah. Now, how did you come about, you know, writing? When did you start writing? I, I hear the, the vocal part, but when did you start really writing music? I mean, when was your first, and what what age were you when you wrote your first song? I was ten years old when I wrote my first song. Wow! <laughs> Do I you remember it? Yes. <laughs> Can yes, you sing it? Yes. Here we go. <laughs> Well, here, here you go. Here you go. Come on, let's hear it. Me and one of my little girlfriends, we wrote it, and we shared it with my my music teacher in school, uh -huh. and she loved it, and she taught it to the choir, and wow. we did it for the concert. And what? Years later, after I left elementary school, she was still teaching that song Whoa. to children. Um, but it was you um, made history. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of it was. Um, when the springtime comes, the flowers bloom, the trees grow, and morning we're gonna have some fun. Da -da 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 -da. I can't wait till the springtime comes. That is awesome. What are you doing it? At 10 yes. years old. Good night. Yes. You are but, gifted. But um, I started, I, I jumped in from there and um, I wrote, started writing um, songs. I wrote another one, another couple the next year that she allowed me to perform. 
um, in wow. concert in my sixth grade year, and in, in that time, sixth, or sixth grade was graduation, and I wrote a song uh, for sixth grade graduation, and did it then, and that just became a, a pattern throughout uh, school that I would write, I, I would write for um, the choir, or write for groups in high school, um, Wow, trios, and Youth choir, the choirs, and yeah. Would, so, did that matriculate over to um, your church choir and stuff like that? Did it? Did you yeah, start doing write, it for church? Yeah, I would write for. I would write for the choir. But when I say I would write for the school choir, it was for the gospel choir. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah. Um, you. Yeah. So I was just I was just writing up. <laughs> and just writing. So I can and and I I know it's I was sharing with someone not too long ago. I know it's a gift from God. I really. Because I, because I can write just about anything. I can write just you know about for any occasion. Wow. Um, um, I've written for you know my husband. I've written you know songs for our wedding, our um, our vow renewal celebration. Wow. I wrote one to sing to him. I wrote one for the family to sing together. Um, uh, um, for our wedding, for our wedding day, yeah. I knew I was gonna sing a song to him. And I was thinking, I, I was thinking I was going to write something, and I couldn't think of anything else that, you know, nothing else was in my head. So I was thinking I'm probably going to end up writing something. And I was working at the bank at the time. I was a bank teller, a commercial teller with the, you know, all right. <laughs> and I, I, I worked. My wedding was on a Saturday. I worked all the way up till Thursday, and that Thursday I was working in the drive-through. <laughs> oh, I was wow. working at the drive-through window that day, and it was a big branch. It was a, a, a big, uh, heavy commercial district. So I'm in the drive-through by myself, working the drive-through that day. And in between customers, I was writing the song that Thursday. Wow! I was in the yeah, and I Friday <laughs> that we had our wedding rehearsal. I taught it to our musician, and I sang it um, to my husband. Wow! Did he cry? Um, yeah, he, was, uh, he <laughs> cried when I walked in, child. He oh, <laughs> <laughs> you had it going on <laughs> before you. Then you hit him with the song. Yes, man. In the words, yeah. of, in the words of coming to America, that girl is good. She's good. <laughs> Ten years old, and then she's writing songs at a wedding after she comes off work as a bank teller. But you know what, ladies and gentlemen, IGM artists, I want you to know this lady. You you heard out of her own lips. Ten years old. Wrote a wedding song after she finished work at the bank, and <laughs> that she sang to her husband. But this lady also wrote a song that is just so popular today that is incredible. I love this song, and I heard her sing it on satellite. But then also I heard another group who is very popular sing it, J.J. Harrison, and that song is "I Have No Reason to Fear." I love yes, it. <laughs> now, where did that song come from? And where did you get that creativity in the sense of what was in your mind then? And where were you then? I know you weren't at the bank, but where were you? <laughs> uh, well, I wrote that song in 2013. Wow. Um, it's one of my, one of my favorite stories um, because um, the Lord, between 10 years old and 2013, um, the Lord formed, I know he was preparing me, but he had formed um, an intimate worshiper, you know, um, uh, of my life. Wow. Um, and um, so I was in 2013, I think it was March, I'm pretty sure it was March of that year, 
I was uh, one of the presenters at Kingdom of the Arts Music and Arts Conference at Bishop Blues. Yes. In in Marion, South Carolina, at Dorfolk. And um, shout out to Bishop Blue. Me. Yes. That is her bishop. Yes. And so I was there at Dorfolk for for Kingdom of the Arts, their Music and Arts Conference, and it was one of those rare. Um, gatherings that year where I had an opportunity to be with, I was teaching the praise and worship class and I had an opportunity to be with the same group for three days um, which is rare, you know, unless they needed to split their time yeah. you know, elsewhere, but there was a good number of them who were able to be with me three days, so it was a concentrated time really precious to be able to share with them you know, just kind of you know, layer upon layer yeah. um for those three days and so I was in the hotel that Saturday morning and I said all right Lord what would you have me give them for this last day what would you after all we shared what do I give them to send them back to their assignments you know what do they what would you have me to give them to take away from from this time and he began to let me hear that song that song I have no reason to be the Lord is my light. Oh, yeah. I love that. And, uh, I could just hear the the um the warfare of it. The, yeah. the warfare of the tone, the tribal, you know, sound of it, the advancing sound yeah. of it. Fear is so rampant, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh it's so rampant. And that is the song. I listen to that a lot. Um and it's calmed me. Um, with this overwhelming sense of anxiety that, you know, pastors have sometimes, especially yes. in an unexplainable crisis that we've been in and, and kind of not mm -hmm. knowing and really have to be so sensitive to the Spirit of God. And so I've listened to that song and it's really, it's ministered to me. I mean, over and over and yeah. over and I just listen to it over and over. So thank God for Absolutely. the song and thank God that you were obedient to put it together. Yeah. So I, um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for it. I um I could hear it as he you know let me hear that yeah and and he said to me he said tell them this is what the kingdom should sound like in the days to come wow in this in this era um, ahead and this was in 2013 had no idea you know yeah what was you know all of what was ahead of us but he said this tell them that this is what this era of the church should yes. sound like not necessarily about the sound of the song that you know the natural sound right. of the song um, wasn't about that he said uh, of the sound of a people who know in whom they believe wow people who know who their god is and that because he is you know lord because he's king they have no reason to fear what the enemy would you know how the enemy would come against them they have no reason to fear so um so that's what i gave them and, and just encouraged the worshipers that day to keep that in mind and and you know even choosing their songs from that vantage point right um songs of um making sure to include songs of triumph um songs of conviction yes and I, one of the questions i've asked some of the um other guests that have come on um i asked uh -huh. a very important question in the sense of gospel music artistry versus gospel uh -huh. music ministry. Uh -huh. What do you see um, in today's industry of the gospel music world? Where do you see that going? Do you see that those two things coming closer together or do you see it going further apart? And 
if you see, I mean, how, how do you, how would you address that? Gospel music artistry, I know we need both. Gospel music artistry mm -hmm. and gospel music ministry. So how do we bring those things together to operate in kingdom? Because I know you're, you're all about ministry. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, David was skilled mm -hmm. and anointed. So you got to mm -hmm. have the skill and the anointing. And I've been in one of your right. workshops and um, you are class, you are trained, you know, you're a music major. Um, I mean, and you, you give, I mean, your music workshops are so on point when it comes to the skill of, and also the music, the, the, uh, uh, the, the gospel part of the, in other words, the ministry aspect of it. You are mm -hmm. very key on that as well. But how, how do we, in the gospel music industry, how do you bridge those two things together? How do you put those things together? Do you see it coming together or how would you address it? Yeah, I think that, I, I think in the industry as a whole, um, because one of the things that has happened over the past, you know, past several years is that the praise and worship genre of, of um, the music gospel music has become such a thing. Yes. It's become so big. And so everyone thinks that in order to be anything of an any kind of artist, they have to be they have to do some praise and worship. They gotta <laughs> right. do praise and worship. Right. You know, they, gotta, they gotta you know, they gotta produce that and everyone doesn't you know, we should we should all be we should all be worshipers. Yes. Everyone is not graced for that, that call. Yes. And and I think that as a whole in the church and in the industry, we have to encourage people, give people proper direction um, and, um, you know, give proper honor to, to all of the gifts as they flow from heaven. Yes. Um, and through us um, and, you know, and believing some of the pressure from some of the people who are artsy, you know, who have all of this other crazy kind of music in their head. But it honors, you know, we got to teach people that even that honors God. That's true. That's true. You know, as he gives it, it honors God. Yes. And there is a way to honor him and worship him yes. with the sound that he's given you, even if it's a sound that is not for the time in our services that we call praise What would you say um, to upcoming artists, those that are new and fresh in, in the gospel music industry and who are looking at people like yourself and others that have gone before them, what would be your words to some of these newer artists that are just now coming in? What would you say to them? Your words of inspiration. I would say find your place in the presence of God and let him teach you who he created you to be. Um, um, and don't give any energy to trying to figure out how to be more like the person that seems to be the hit or who seems to be producing the hits or, you know, don't give any more energy to trying to figure out how to produce the next hit song. Um, in other words, the song, a song like the last hit, um, the last radio hit. Don't give any energy, you know, any energy to that. I, I think sometimes we, we um, lose time studying a product mm. saying okay well I need to try to make something like this product that you know that was just blown off the shelves um, instead of um, going to you know the originator going to the manufacturer um, 
and finding out, you know, what's, you know, what was the intent behind it or where did it, you know, where did it come from is my point. Um, um, and as it relates to hit songs, they are only hits because the hand of God is on them. Mm-hmm. And they came from, you know, they came from the heart of God for a given time. And, and at the end of the day, God is not out of hits. You know, heaven yeah. is not out of hits. So, so we don't need to waste any time studying the hits. We need to just go to heaven. <laughs> you know, yeah. go to God and ask Him, um, what is the sound that He's ordained to come through us? And I, I said this recently. The Lord said to me that when our worship, my first uh, statement to you in response to your question was to find your place in the presence of God and let Him teach you who He's called you to be, and this, and let Him reveal to you the sound that He's placed in you for His glory. And what He said to me just recently is that when our worship intensifies, our sound is clarified and then amplified. Wow. Wow. And, you know, someone might say, okay, Pastor Wendy, why why clarify or why why amplify? Yes. And he said, because a clear sound demands space. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. And so the reason why you have people scrambling and, and hurt and, and, and struggling, you know, frustrated because nobody's paying attention to them, no one is giving attention to what they're doing or what the sound they're producing, is because their sound is not clear enough to demand attention. Wow. It's, they're, they're given too much time to trying to figure out how to be like the people they admire or how to mimic those who have inspired them. And there's nothing wrong with being inspired by others. Um, but use that inspiration to go to God to find out who he's called you to be. Wow. Pastor Wendy, I love you and I love your spirit. I love your ministry. I love your music ministry. I love your uh, preaching ministry. Uh, I just love your, your whole, just everything about you. <laughs> because you, you have such a, um, I mean, you're, you have such an anointing on your life that it just draws. And you can feel the compassion and the love and the passion that you have for God. And that's one of the things um, you know, as a worshiper, as a true worshiper, I'm a worshiper and I can, yes. you could just feel that from other worshipers because you have such a compassion for souls and it comes out in your music. It comes out in your singing. Uh, I love to hear you sing hymns, especially <laughs> that's one of my faves. Yeah. I <laughs> love to hear you sing hymns, but I love to hear you sing anything, but, uh, but hymns, especially because it's just something about that oil that's on your life is so deep. And, um, I'm glad you shared with us today. I'm glad you shared those words with upcoming artists and those who are now entering uh, in the gospel music industry just to let them know that gospel artistry and gospel music uh, uh, ministry can go hand in hand um, when they, yeah, when, when, when we get to know, as you said, the heartbeat of God and the sound that God is placing each of us and everybody has something different in them that they must release into the mm-hmm. earth. And I think that when we do that, um, we'll see such a, tremendous revival that is that is the key um, for deliverance the sound of God and I appreciate the God in you I appreciate um, just your life and your life that you live for Christ because it exemplifies through your music well IGM audience that wraps it up let's listen to this incredible music gift of Pastor Wendy Henderson Wyatt From the rising of the sun
love him, if you need him, if you want him, somebody shout, oh Jesus, I love you. Oh Jesus. Yeah, come on, clap your hands and sing.